high school. It's high school chemistry lab. Yes. Actually, sure. Yes. 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 Or is it like a home chemistry lab? No, it's chemi- No, it's high school or college. I was a biology guy, but I had to do chem. In, in college? In one of them, yeah. Did you do chem in college? I don't think so. I think I went to chem and I was just the second. I remember it was the first class and I just thought, this sucks. I hate it and I suck at it. I want nothing to do with this. I was not good at chemistry at all. So I went straight to my advisor. Like I legit left my first chem class, went to my advisor and said, I'm going to fail chem because (laughs) there's lots of numbers. I suck with numbers. I need something else. Can I take any other science? And she said, yes. And I said, oh, okay, cool. (laughs) I'm a dummy. There's like eight. (laughs) I'm going to take biology. She said, that's that's fine. Yeah. Great. There's one at the same time. And I was She's like, like you're yes. freaking out over nothing. Yes. Just switch. <laughs> it's college. You can do whatever you oh, want. Oh, no, no, no. It was college chem because I was <gasps> in a yes. different chem class. Yes. Okay. So it is. I had two chems. No, I'm sorry. That was physics. That was a physics class. That was fucked. And then physics? I. Physics? I love physics. Oh, God. Too- I like. I wanted to like major in physics or something. It's fascinating Numbers. to me. No, I did chem, No, bio. that's real life shit. That's how the world works is physics. Chem is like, what if we smash this stuff together? It's like, yeah, I guess no, something No, biology is how the world works. No, biology is how like, like things work, like alive things. That's how life works. Physics is how if life disappeared forever, physics would still be there. You don't know that. I, I sure do. No, you don't. That's what physics tells no, me. No, you don't. No, chemistry would be like, physics is what is the universe. Biology is what is life. And chemistry of what if life smashed the universe into itself. <laughs> Lit the universe on fire. That's chemistry. That's stupid. All I think about when I hear science like this, I yeah. can only imagine like if there's kids who are anti-science yeah. in science class, like none of this is real. Like, how is the teacher responding to that? Just, yes, it, it is real. It's just like, <laughs> do kids <laughs> get that philosophical? Oh, yeah. About what? Biology? Uh, you know, Physics? COVID isn't real. The earth is flat. The moon are, landing are is kids fake. kids doing that in high school? Some of them are. I, I Not the know. majority. I think some of them are because I've been seeing TikToks of them. I could go visit my old uh, physics teacher. It was one of my favorite teachers ever, which is probably one of the reasons I love physics. Ask him. Hey, you should. Uh, what do you say to kids who are saying COVID isn't real? <laughs> I say, uh, go play in traffic. <laughs> <laughs> traffic isn't real. Traffic isn't real. Okay, we're going to skip that because I don't know. No, that one. no, no. But we are going to talk chemistry about chemistry lab. We are going to talk no, about. No, we already know it's about uh, high school, right? No, college. It was a college chemistry lab, and you did something. I, knowing you, the reason you wrote down "thank you chemistry lab" is because it gave you some experience or some knowledge that helped you out recently. And I'm going to put a big asterisk over recently because you wrote that shit like eight months ago. Thank you chemistry lab in our podcast notes. What did what did it give you? What are you thanking it for? What happened in chemistry where you're like, oh, I remember that lesson from that day? No, no, it wasn't a lesson. It was the feeling of understanding that things come together and make things. Like chemistry, the the art of chemistry. The literally not an art. It's a science. It's the opposite. (laughs) No, no, you could be artistic with chemistry. Look at the way I'm going to slam this hydrogen into this nitrogen. Yeah. Wow. You, you can you can glug it or you can 
smoosh it. No, 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 no. I don't think you took nearly enough from chemistry because this is not like how Bon Appetit does recipes versus how Dub does recipes. 100%. You put like two There's glugs no. of sodium. <laughs> No. no, how much? Like how many millimeters? I don't know. Two glugs. <laughs> two glugs. <laughs> glug, glug. It's that much. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, like there's a way to, to just the way you pour the beaker. There's a way you can hold it. You yeah. Can be dainty with That's it. That's scientific. You That's can monkey art. grip it and just, just. You could just. You could. There's many different there, ways. Literally not. Like there's. Can I remember it, directions from chemistry, which is like lightly pour the there thing. are stock photographs of people doing chemistry <laughs> with monkey grips the, well no just in general which makes it art because there's pictures of it happening that's not art that's what that's media art. no that's art no art is a media no yes media is an art yes no yes no 100 percent. no yes okay thank you chemistry lab we crossed that one off <laughs> no the list. no no it's not being crossed off I, that was not that we're never gonna hit that it does okay not do it justice. fully operational battle station what did that one mean <laughs> Can we spend this time yeah. talking about things we can talk about? Like, do you want to talk about mental health? Yeah, caring less about stigma, example of mental health. Do you want to talk about that one? That's been there for a while. Do you remember what that one's about? I weirdly had uh, two conversations with people today that are probably very about this subject. Okay. Kind of. I kind of remember what, what I wrote this about. Okay. I... Okay, so... I find the older I get, and as time moves on, yeah. for me, and I think for the majority, I mean, I feel like I've always been like this, so maybe for other people around me that I'm noticing, the the care about the stigma for mental health is so much lower than what it used to be. Do you know what I mean? It's almost normal to say, now, you should... You should go to therapy. You should be talking to somebody. Yeah. You should work through this. You should yes. be taking... Like, and I was thinking about how... This came because in hockey, there's this whole push after a few stories came out over the past few years where mental health became a thing for hockey players mm -hmm. because professional hockey players were going batshit crazy. And that's um, that's that's rude to say. That's a, that's yeah. A, but they were having their lives ruined. Yeah. Like they're having mental breakdowns, literally mental breakdowns like uh falling into opiate addiction like mm. full-on breakdowns going absolutely off the wall with with how they were handling stuff because of the stigma about it mm -hmm. because they weren't there's a story on players tribune about a goalie who openly said i couldn't say something about this mm -hmm. how is the coach and a general manager going to respond when i say i am too scared i'm so anxious about this i'm freaking out you think i'm going to be starting that night yeah do you think i'm going to be a viable player for them yeah no I'm done. Mm -hmm. Like you're, you're, you're done. Like literally, your his career was done. He got sent over to Europe. Yeah, and then his mental health got even worse because he was playing in Europe. <laughs> so, yeah. So it, it's it's not good, man. And I, I remember thinking how it's become so mainstream now, at least with sports, to kind of bring it up. Yeah, it's not this taboo thing to say. Right. Well. I went to get help for something or I, I've been battling depression for the majority of my career or mm -hmm. I have problems with anxiety or I can't come out about X, Y, and Z. Yeah. That's becoming more common. And I'm realizing now that it's becoming more of a thing with adults where I have some friends who openly talk about it just as casual as if they just found a new bottle of wine. Yeah. Like they won't even bring it up. 
Like, they won't be like, hey, so you know how, like, I've had some problems about stuff? Like, well, I've been seeing somebody. It's just like, hey, man, what's up? It's like, oh, you know, um, no, I just came from my therapist. <laughs> like, like, just super, yeah, yeah. like, casual, which is great because they feel comfortable about it. But yeah. it's also just that's not how things were talked about 10 years ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, even 10 years ago. Yeah, just yeah. so it, it's, it's a crazy change, and I'm happy to see it. But it made me realize that I think everybody needs to be talking to a therapist. Mm. Like everybody. <laughs> everybody. Yeah. Like like everybody. Just even if your life is perfect and you're happy and healthy, maybe just once a month. It might not be. <laughs> that too. That yeah. too. It's just... I don't know. I feel like there's so much that needs to happen um, that comes from self-awareness. And everything that's been happening in America, at least, with mm-hmm. all the shit that's been going on the past four years, maybe six years, four to six years, mm-hmm. it's a lot of people who have not been talking to therapists. <laughs> I feel like it's a lot of people who aren't in a proactive, healthy manner addressing some some deeper concerns. Yeah. I feel like it's just people unleashing and venting yeah. and not enough people kind of realizing, like, oh, could I be causing harm? Am I possibly a problem? Like <laughs> that, I don't think has passed through like anybody's mind yeah. for the majority of the past few years. And I feel like more people need to think about that. Like, yeah. It's definitely less taboo than it used to be, but it's, it's, there's still a ways to go. It's, it's less taboo for a lot of people. Um, and I would say like a lot of like forward thinking people, I think people who are like self-aware enough to know that that's an option. And it's not just for like people who have already hit rock bottom. It's like, well, now I have to go to therapy to address it. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, I'm, I know if something's up, I need to figure it out and I need someone's help doing that. And that's what therapy's for. One example that I saw was, um, Kit Harrington, the, who plays Jon Snow in game of Thrones the main character in game of thrones arguably there's like a thousand main characters but he's probably number one um when the last couple episodes of game of thrones were coming out which were notoriously dog shit um he he just checked himself into therapy he was in therapy for the for what because he knew he was gonna need help because so many things were happening like game of thrones was coming to an end it had already ended for him he had stopped filming like six months ago but now like in two weeks the show that made him famous is no more. And uh, so far, people hate it. <laughs> um, so uh, he was just going through a lot. And he weirdly checked into the same um, like therapy. Oh God, what is same uh, rehab clinic um, that my cousin checked into like two months earlier oh shit okay. my cousin has a hilarious sense of humor like my cousin who i'm obviously not going to throw under the bus but i like put on blast uh just checked himself in for uh alcohol problems which he was like hey i have a little bit of a problem i'm gonna go nip it in the bud before it gets out of control which was awesome and he did um but like he was like uh sending us like texts and things like that from therapy which are hilarious but then <laughs> He left and he's been doing great since. And like two months later, Harrington checked himself in. He's like, shit, maybe I could really get drunk right now, if you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, let me relapse real quick and go back and in and go meet back. Kit Harrington. <laughs> and meet Kit, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like that, 
like those two things happening in like essentially two months, three months for me were so interesting to see. Like my cousin was just like, yeah, I have a problem. I'm going to go uh, fix it by doing this thing that was like super taboo. Like you said, 10 years ago. And then literally two months later, Kit Arrington was like, I'm really stressed. I'm going to go to this place in Connecticut uh, to go fix this. That's so weird that he would come all the way over here. Right? <laughs> like I'm pretty sure they have great places over in England. But... Yeah. But uh, it was wild. Yeah. I mean... I don't know. I, I the thing I liked about uh, caring less about stigma, caring less about stigma. Yeah, I example think, of I, mental. Health. I think the exact reason why I thought of that mm-hmm. was uh, a road rage incident. Ooh, where for the most part, when I'm driving, I for the most part I do not have road rage. Okay, for the most part, I'm pretty chill. When shit happens, I'm just like, whoa, okay, buddy. Yeah, you go, you. Yeah. Or when they're when they're like racing through and trying to get by, I'm like, oh, go get them! Like I'm, I'm pretty chill. I'm yeah. pretty chill. I like to think I'm the same. Like you see someone just do something terrible, you're like, ooh, that's dangerous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but there, and this wasn't about me getting mad. It was me seeing somebody who was so mad about something uh, in a road rage incident, mm-hmm. where they were like screaming and yelling in the car by themselves at like, you. Like, uh, I think it was at me or somebody right next to me, but I saw them and I was just thinking, whoa, that's maybe something. Okay. Thanks. Watch. Maybe something is like really bad that that's happening. Maybe something in your life is really falling apart. I'm not trying to justify it and say it's okay, but like mental health should matter more. And it's weird how it kind of doesn't. Do you know what I mean? Like, like it's becoming more mainstream. But it's almost like this thing where it's just, it's, you know what it is? It's like me saying, you should drink more water. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I know. I know. It's good for me. But yeah, like, but I'm it, not gonna. Yeah. <laughs> it's this, it's a similar, yes. It, it's the similar response of, you should drink more water and maybe you should talk to somebody to make sure you're okay. Yeah, mentally. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and just, while it's more accepted to say that, it's just, it's handled the same, it's handled in a more blase kind of attitude yeah and i don't know i feel like there should be more care about that because i think the more self-awareness and the more steps forward that people take to keep growing mm-hmm. because this person that was screaming in the car was old yeah they weren't young they weren't like a stressed out 19 year old they weren't some like debt filled 23 year old they yeah. were like 50 years old yeah and it's just like dude you should not be this pissed <laughs> At road rage at this point in your life. Yeah, and a car who just moved in front of you too quickly or something. Yeah, like just... You shouldn't be screaming and punching your steering wheel at this point. <laughs> like, you should probably... I don't know, like, fucking do something about it? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, And it just... When I saw that, I saw this giant flash of this person who maybe went down a rough part of life, but every single chance they had to, to, get, to improve themselves or to help themselves they just kept getting knocked down another notch another notch another notch and then this dude in a this dude in a prius just cut him off or, or a yaris <laughs> this guy in this yaris just cut oh. him off and oh my god he just can't uh he just has to he has to just accelerate and slam the brakes so he almost hits the bumper so he can scream and yell at the dude and it's just like honestly if i'm having a great day and then someone in a yaris cuts me off i'm gonna freak out <laughs> <laughs> I, but here's the thing i don't i don't even care yeah it's kind of just like okay whatever like i'm i'm always the same way i like for me i don't really get angry at people on the road unless they get angry at me 
Because that's I just that's not the right reaction. Like we're all in this together. Nobody likes driving on the highway. I'm right. sorry I did what I did. You don't have to yell at me about it. And now right. you did, and now I'm upset. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's it's just the it's just the fact that I saw somebody who's older than me, a fucking adult, who should have a better rational cognitive ability yeah. to emotionally and 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 just. Yeah, just handle their shit. Mm-hmm. Not, <laughs> and, it, and and that that was just a thing where it's just, I, I wish you could really handle your shit right now. Yeah, like you can't handle your shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, it goes back to the like you cause traffic jams, like you cause gridlock. It goes <laughs> yeah. back to that kind of fucking person. It's yeah. just like, dude, it's like, how oh. long have you been driving? How long have you been driving? How do you not know to use your blinker? Yeah. You've been driving for over 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Learn. Fucking learn at this point. <laughs> like, I almost want a shock collar on you, so it just buzzes every time you fuck up with the same stupid mistake. <laughs> Jeez. You know what I mean? Well, it's just... Yeah. That's what I'm saying. No, I get What it. I'm saying is that there's, there's the lack of growth and evolution in learning seems to stop because people get tired and lazy. And it's just... <laughs> That's not a fucking excuse. Yeah. It's like you're 50. You should not be doing the same shit that you've been doing 10 years ago to make you just as mad, if not more mad, from the same shit that you were mad about 10 years ago. It's just like, (laughs) find a way to get over it. Yeah. Find a way to move on. Find a way to evolve. Find a way to get mindfulness. Find a way to do something. You need to do something. Yeah. Because you're just polluting the air around you and wasting clean oxygen. This is a fun episode so far. Yeah, I mean, I, d- I said we don't have to do it like this. You well, wanted we to do did. it like this. Cross that one off. No, actually, we already did cross that one off. Uh, quick side note, I caused gridlock on the way to work yesterday. <laughs> How? So, uh, like, the street, since we work at the same place, the street you turn on to right off the highway, like that main drag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was like uh, four stoplights in a row. With the Duncan? Yeah, exactly, where I got my Duncan. <laughs> um... There's like four stoplights in the row, and yeah. the stoplight where you could turn right to go to Costco. Yeah, I we were just going and going, and then like I slowed down, and I was like, "Oh shit, I am in the middle of the road," and the light just turned red. And then I did the thing where I just tried to like, like just hug the bumper in front of me, like I'm trying to be as out of the way as possible. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I am yeah, yeah. completely blocking this person from going. And then I was watching, and the light is red, and the light is red, and then the other right, like the perpendicular light turned green i'm like there it is i did it i caused gridlock (laughs) and then like i tried to shove my way forward and then it started to free up so i caused gridlock for about four seconds and no one was behind me so it was like all me okay yeah (laughs) so it's not like i left and it was still going on it was just that's always the thing you got to make a judgment call on the pace of the traffic to the intersection so you don't do that yeah so you can let the other rows go that's always that's always a, a judgment call which i'm always very in tune with like if there's a person right at the other end of the inter- intersection and I have a green light and they're not moving, you don't I'm go. not going to yeah, go. Yeah, I'm not going. I'm but not it going. wasn't that. Like, they, the person in front of me probably shouldn't have gone because they were a little out. Like, someone could have gone straight, but they would have had to, like, turn around them a little bit. And yeah. then I went. So they were going and slowing down and I was just right behind them. I'm like, oh, well, now I'm the guy. We all make some oopsie doopsies. <laughs> yeah, it was a big oopsie doopsie. We, we do make some, we all make some oopsie doopsies. So it's okay. It's okay. Number three, if you could erase your memory of an experience so you could relive it, what would you erase? Like a TV show, movie, game, event, etc. I have a very clear winner for this. I have two ooh, 
I I have like I have Ooh. two in the bag. I I have two in the bag. Uh, the one and two are tied, and then I have the, another one. Okay. Do you want to start? I can start. Do, do you want to start with my tie? Sure. Um. No, actually, no. I'll finish with the tie. The one of them is probably Halo. Halo one. Halo one. First time. Friends basement. Yeah. Also, first found out of Coheed and Cambria that night. Ooh, big night. Along with Halo. And it was a cheese quesadilla experience. I don't. So we would always play until like three in the morning, four yeah, in the morning, yeah, yeah. of course. And what we would do around like eleven to two a.m. was take two flour tortillas, just throw shredded cheese in between, microwave thirty seconds, <laughs> cut, and just eat. <laughs> I mean, I get like the. Young I'm sorry, we were t- we were twelve. Yeah. I'm sorry, we didn't have. You know, yeah, your skillet game was not on point. Sorry, we didn't have the cast iron like press already preheated, yeah, so we the, could get the butter we ready. Can, we can hand roll the 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 corn tortilla out, and yeah. then we can just. What were you doing? <laughs> I take back what I said about it being a great night. <laughs> yeah, that, sounds, um, that sounds great for that a first year old. Ex- the first experience of seeing an Xbox Halo in Coheed and Cambria, yeah, was a crazy experience. So that's my number one. That's one of the experiences I would yeah. say because that was just such a. The adrenaline of that experience, mm-hmm. the adrenaline of, of just the unknown of that experience mm-hmm. of like, what is this thing? It's black and green. It's huge. What are these graphics? What is this game? <laughs> this music is fucking insane. Yeah, oh yeah. Like it was just it shout was, out to Brian O'Donnell. It was just this Brian crazy O'Connell. experience. So that's number one. Number two is surprisingly recent. Okay. Um, mine is very recent. Yeah. Mine is surprisingly recent. The first time I saw The Force Awakens. Sure. Slash Endgame. Yep. That, um, that was going to be my movie one is Force Awakens slash Endgame. Because, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I might say Force Awakens. Like, don't get me wrong. Endgame was clearly a crazy experience, as you saw. Yes. Because I was there, exp- <laughs> like, experiencing it with you. I, every time I think about, A, us seeing a movie together. B, one of the times I saw Endgame. C, you seeing Endgame. I just think of the pure, like... I got a snippet of what it's like to have a son where like <laughs> when I take my son to watch when I have my son watch like uh, Empire Strikes Back for the first time and Vader says I'm your father and my son does that thing where he looks up at me like dad is this is that really happening you gave me that excited look where you just looked over at me like 10 times like a child looking to a parent for reassurance that this is real life <laughs> Like, uh, the scene that comes to mind is when they, like, do the time heist, and they're like, okay, and they they pop in, and then they go into the wormhole, and then it says, 2012, and you see the Chitauri coming out of the sky in New York. You were like, (gasps) (laughs) you, like, looked over at me, (laughs) and then when, like, Cap grabs the hammer, and you're like, (gasps) (laughs) it was so pure, and I'm like, yeah, I know, buddy, watch, watch. probably that but like here's the thing the experience of force awakens in the movie so keep in mind for people listening i'm at the age we're at the age but there was no star wars in theaters for me besides the prequels yeah which was an experience but i was a kid Mm -hmm. i was still a kid it was was, a great kid experience it was great but how how old were we uh to 1999 that's when it came out was episode one and then like 2000 two and then i want to say 2005 so like elementary middle school yeah so 
pretty young. Yeah. So it was, I don't even think I saw all the movies in the movie theater. No, I did. We did. We did. We did. I remember I, yes, we did. We did. So I didn't have, so, okay. So let's say hypothetically, oh, God damn it. Now I want to know the actual age for the actual, actual time frame. For but what? How long it was since I saw a movie, a Star Wars movie in theater. So 2005 to 2015, 10 years. 2005 was episode, episode three. Episode three. And then 2015. Really? Was, yeah. It seems like like decades, right? Yeah, it seems way <laughs> older. Okay, so 10 years. Yeah. So 10 years. Wow, that's crazy short when you think about it. It is crazy. It's really not that long. Yeah. But, yeah, but the amount of growing up you do from, like, 2005, that was junior year of high school. Yeah. So, junior year of high school. For you, I was in sixth grade. <laughs> oh, yeah. Junior year of high school for me, because I graduated 2005. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I went to, I started 2006, yeah, 2006. Yeah, so junior yeah, in high school to being an adult, like late, like early, like adult, dude. Yeah. To, to realize that you're going to go see, I think, okay, let me put a better, a better build up for this. Yeah, you'll find it. No, the better build up isn't the fact that it was that long <laughs> since I saw a Star Wars movie. The build up was, this was something that I thought was never going to happen. Yeah. Like Star Wars was done. Episodes one through seven was the story. That was Skywalker saga. That was over. Yeah. Psych. That was the big thing. <laughs> psych. The psych was the big thing. Oh, by the way, a few billion dollars were thrown around. Disney wants in on this. Yeah. We're getting a Star Wars franchise again. Yeah. Um, more, more movies. The excitement I had inside me seeing The Force Awakens <laughs> and settling in. And you saw me at Avengers. Like... It's it's a no food, no drink. White knuckle gripping the yes, seat. Yes, there is nothing that's supposed to take me out of this experience. Yeah, exactly. And of course, you know how I do this. You know how I do this, right? Yeah. I saw it like empty theater. Oh, God. IMAX. You know how I do. I do. And you know how every I do. time we talk and about let this, me, but let me, we have polar opposite yes, experiences. But that experience of of this is all for me. No. Was my experience. This like, is all for us. This theater is for me. This movie was made for Opening me. Opening night. I'm sitting here for this because all it's my friends. for me. <laughs> I'm going to hear everything. It's all for me. And watching it like that was just... Holy shit. Like I, like, I was seriously gripping. Did you watch it alone? Did you go to the theater alone? Force Awakens? Yeah. Or did you go with someone? Do you I think I went. I think I went alone. I remember the whole lineup of everybody. I'm I pretty saw sure with. I went alone because, uh, I, yeah, because I was crying throughout like the movie. I'm pretty <laughs> oh sure. Oh goodness! Just, yeah, because that's really good. Oh, 100 percent. So I was just again, I was on a media blackout. I knew nothing about what oh, happened. I had for you. no shots. The, the one shot I saw was the back of the Falcon over a desert. Yep, that was the only shot I saw, and I was like, that's too much. Yeah, I don't want to see what the new Falcon looks like. I got to see what it looks like. Yeah, because honestly, knowing the Falcon is is kind of uh, knowing the Falcon is in it is kind of a spoiler. So I didn't want to see, and I didn't want to see the details on the Falcon on the uh, the heating vents on the engine. I was like, I'm going to see, it, I'm going to see it in IMAX. <laughs> Goodness gracious, I'm going to see it in IMAX. Yeah, I'm going to see all six of those things in IMAX. And I and I did, and and because yeah, they're six vents, and like when <laughs> I know when. <laughs> When I sat down and the previews were going through and then the fucking like the Lucas, the, 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 the Lucas logo comes on. It's just a long like, time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Oh, and like, I was just like, 
ready for it. I was just ready for it. <laughs> literally, like, Bam! I literally, so I teared up and got emotional three or four times during The Force Awakens. And the first time was when it said Star Wars yes. on the screen. Like, it said a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And we were like, ooh, like there was some quiet cheering because we knew it was coming. And it was just. And like just literally like <gasps> yes yes like I teared up I was it was happy tear I was smiling so hard yep because I was just like oh it's, my here it comes. god here it comes we'll never get Fuck that yes. again Fuck we'll yes. have to wait like no we'll never get that again that's why I want that they can't ever yeah exactly but like in if they take another ten year break from Star Wars and then we get another Star Wars it won't feel the same because no. it won't be Episode Ten but here's the other thing it's it's also just again people listening have to realize. This was not a possibility in our reality. <laughs> yeah, we just accepted the fact that Star Wars Which was, was done. complete. It was <laughs> they had done. tied the bow. That was it. And then it was just, nope, we're getting three movies. And it was just three Disney dollar-backed movies. J.J. Abrams. Oh, fuck. The, the king of nostalgia. Oh, yeah. And then J.J. after, like, and then I watched, like, Star Trek again just to be, like, just to think, what could he really do? And I watched Star Trek. I went, "Oh my god, he's oh, gonna, he can do it." He's gonna, yes, oh my god, like I know he's gonna blow my mind away. Yeah, he's and, like close friends with Steven Spielberg. <laughs> he's literally the new George Lucas, right? And it's just, it's so, it was such a like I I don't know how to put it into words. The the feeling of build up, the anticipation of you know what it's like. If I could equate this to anything, it has to be what it's like. And the World Series deciding game when you're up at bat and it's three balls and two strikes and all it takes is you get to get one run and you fucking crack it and you watch the ball go into into the stands for a grants. It's that feeling. That was the feeling. <laughs> of I, just you sitting in a theater to watch a movie yes. that somebody else made for you. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's That was the feeling I had from Force Awakens. I don't fully agree, but I partially agree. <laughs> that's No, like... You have to, like I had that feeling when it's it it went to LucasArts yeah and it was a long time ago and then Star Wars hit and then the scrolling text and then when you first saw the uh, an X wing which they did in the first four minutes oh yeah they amazing did. I was X wing okay, okay. <gasps> it's X wing I was just like oh my god <laughs> oh, it's black and orange <laughs> I, yeah, I, wanted, I was like like how old is it what model is it like <laughs> what has it been through like what i want to know more details yeah and then when you first heard a lightsaber when you the first one was kylo's too yes so it was like <laughs> and it was all crackly and like chaotic and when he stopped the blaster bolt oh my god and the definition of the blaster bolt i was just shaking oh my god like because i'm so used to seeing like bars of red yeah. just <laughs> poof. <laughs> you can see the bar of electricity and it's just like shaking and it's all over the place and i was just so like good. oh my god and then and and then the, the the biggest moment after that was well that thing over there like no that's a piece of junk just keep going and like, then they the, turn the, the garbage camp, will do and they that moment too was another grand slam out the park it was and because <laughs> I had no idea it was coming. I had no idea. Yeah. I had no, there was no pretense to it. And then Nothing. John Williams, like your eyeballs are like, <gasps> and then <laughs> John Williams just sneaks up from behind you and starts giving you a reach around. <laughs> it's like, it was just Star Wars music. Yeah, it was just the perfect thing. And then they're running and it's the cockpit and like you hear booting up and it goes and the engines and the color. And it's just, it was perfect. It was yeah. just, it was perfect. And then and they that, did like new crazy things with it. Like you got the adrenaline rush of like oh my god it's the falcon yes and then they were doing like new th like they did like 
I don't even know what the maneuver was called, but when they like dropped it, they like put it into neutral. Oh yeah, and then, they like, like flipped neutral, upside neutral down. Fluid, yeah, <laughs> and they then cut the impulse on it. Drove through a super star destroyer. Um, oh my god, incredible! And then immediately after that rush fades, fucking Han and Chewie show up, and I'm just, <laughs> just oh my god, <laughs> please let me off this wild yes, ride. Just, I need air. I need air. Yeah. It was and just, then you and then you woke up. <laughs> In the lobby to the EMTs being like, sir, are you okay? Like, let me back in. I gotta go back in. I need I just saw Han and Chewie. And then it goes straight to a classic, like, Han and Chewie scene. When adventure, they get, yeah. And he's like, yeah, it's an adventure, and he's just trying to talk himself out of it. Like, hey, guys, how's it going? And he's trying to be all suave and old, and then they go to the... Uh, like the cantina planet like the green lush planet and stuff and And here comes the next one when luke saber gets turned on Uh, yep that was just another just oh my gosh it's it's, the other they made it somehow modern but exactly the same as before just like high definition it was like an hd lightsaber yes and it It just looked more real like the lightsabers looked like they were more physically there more uh, yes, than like yes. cgi added in there yes yeah and it's just the the color the sound oh. and just when it turned on yeah it, another john williams like it's like, sw- like yeah like sweeping <laughs> thing happened it was just oh my god um because actually yeah the first time they turn it on finn is the first person to turn it on because ray grabs it and then like runs off into the woods or yeah because she gets haunted by but then he was like, I don't have a weapon. And then Maz is like, you have one right here. Yeah. And then he like, yeah, he you know on. what it was that made it feel more real is when they were filming it, they had like LED light bulbs that were blue and red. So like that scene in the forest uh, at night uh, when it's like all snowing and they're yeah. like, they're fighting. They were like literally holding like a blue light bulb versus a red light bulb. So that's why oh, you yeah. could see the glare of the blue on their face, which that I don't think they ever smart. did that before. That was Incredible. Super smart. Yeah. Yeah. And then oh, r- so good. And then right after, like right when that scene's happening, when he turned, but no, right before that with the, the lightsaber, the X Wings. We see X Wings. <laughs> we see an X Wing squadron come in over the water. Yes. Like, like kicking up the water. <laughs> yes. And it's just like, oh, sh-. and you had no idea they were coming. Yeah. And, uh, and th- I, what does Poe say? He's like, all right, don't let these chumps scare you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that. Uh-huh. The, the other thing is that there was a no lead up. It was just, they all had cuffs on. They're walking out. And then all of a sudden, people just start moving, like, faster. What is that? They're just, what's going There was no sound. There was no music change. Yeah. Just people start running. And then you start hearing, like, like, that's all you heard of any indication <laughs> of something was happening. And yeah. it wasn't until Han, Chewie, and Finn all turned yeah. that you then saw they were all running to position to defend against, like, this this mist <laughs> this fog this wave what just, is that that looks what? horrifying oh it's the good guys yeah, i didn't know what it, you didn't because they were just dots yeah i didn't know what it was i was yeah. like what is wait what is that and then it showed the side shot <gasps> oh my god <laughs> so incredible and it was just and the reason i'll never forget that movie experience is because i went with uh no offense to you and I, but the biggest Star Wars fan I've ever right. met in my life, who I used to work with at GameStop, uh, Nick, bless his heart, who not only was he the biggest Star Wars fan I know, but his favorite thing in Star Wars were X-Wing pilots. Like, he thought that was the coolest. Like Red Squadron or, like, Rogue just, Squadron stuff? Just X-Wing pilots. His favorite character in all of Star Wars is Wedge Antilles. Okay. Um, cause he's like the best pilot that ever lived. Right, and right. like he was reading, he knew everything about episode seven before it came out besides like 
spoilers but like he knew all the marketing stuff is like oh here's this new character poe dameron who's like the the best hotshot pilot there was he's like he is not gonna be as good as wedge <laughs> antilles they're just saying that and then that scene when they're flying in there is one panning shot where oh, he oh. shoots down 11 <laughs> x-wings and like a squadron of no, guys 11, on the ground fighters. oh yeah 11 yeah. tie fighters and a squadron of guys on the ground and he we were in the front row like the front of like the second half of the theater like the best front row seats and he got out of his seat like he was cheering on like his team at the Super Bowl he's like let's go (laughs) after the movie he recounted that scene like frame by frame (laughs) he was like and then he went into like an upside down Yui maneuver and shot down two more on his way and then you see his blaster bullets come out of an explosion of another (laughs) X-Wing and it's another X-Wing yeah oh my god incredible like (laughs) Wedge Antilles could suck it (laughs) and just like hearing that excitement oh my god it was so good and then we were like that was the best uh, for me at the time it was my favorite star wars movie like seven force awakens took really? the top spot instantly but i was like well oh, let me true let me see if i could get off this high of like the new movie and it was actually really good because that was the other thing we were excited about was like one two and three mostly one and then two and then three was actually pretty good looking back or trash um one was a kids movie two was a political movie three was, <laughs> three was good a very dark war movie yeah exactly um but now this one's gonna be like hey this is a throwback this is gonna be some new good ass star wars by jj abrams i watched the trailers and i was bought in i'm like yeah this looks great um so that was the other exciting thing is not that we were getting new Star Wars, but that this one was probably going to be good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we haven't had a good Star Wars in forty years. You see, here's so. a, well, here's the thing. Yeah, right. But here's the thing. I I know I'm a sucker, and I and I I, I was thinking if it's a bad movie, I'm still going to love it because it's Star Wars. Yeah, but I hope it just. I hope it's. I hope it respects Star Wars. I hope it's also good. Yeah, and I. I think it respected the hell out of Star Wars. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And then, not to get too on a Star Wars tangent, which we way already are. Yeah, but that's not even the question we're, that we were, were talking about. We're but pretty deep. Yeah. And then eight, nine were like whatever. Like eight, just eight. I thought was really interesting, but took a dookie all over episode seven. And then nine was supposed to like mop up and like finish the trilogy, but they handed it back to JJ, who is now all upset that his movie got dookied on. So he took a dookie on eight. I liked eight, I but eight didn't give me anywhere near the same feelings as seven. No. And I think it's, I don't know if it's how it was shot, but there were too many times I was watching eight where I was thinking... I don't understand what's happening, mm. which is weird in a Star Wars film because most Star Wars movies are very linear, very, very direct, very yeah. straightforward. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say eight was like off because the director or the edit or the vision. Because mm-hmm. I liked what they, what was done with it, mm-hmm. but just there were things that were really weird to me. So the fact that like they're out of fuel, they've never done that before in yeah, Star Wars. <laughs> I was just like, I've, I'm a pretty big Star Wars fan. I've read the books. I've read the comics. I watched the movies. I watched Fuel's the cartoons. Really I played problem. the games. <laughs> yeah, we haven't had to worry about fuel just yet. I mean, yeah. I know the fighters need it. Yep, but they have because that's why they can't go that far away from like a star destroyer or something. Right. Well, also not all of them have hyperdrives. <laughs> yeah, that's why even the Jedi star fighters had it had to hook up to like a platform to yep. have that carried those engines. So I was like, okay, 
All right, so they need they need fuel. That's fine. Yeah, uh, I can get behind that. Okay, okay, fine. They they need fuel, but then you have that whole scene, the whole casino planet thing. Oh yeah, and that I was trying to understand because then they found a hacker who wasn't the hacker they were looking for. Who, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. like they found a hacker who's just as good as the other hacker they were looking for, but they couldn't get the other hackers. So they have this new hacker, and then they get betrayed. And then by this new hacker who like, they weren't even supposed to met in the first. Yeah. The only thing I liked, uh, the, the only thing I really liked about eight was the fact that it showed, um, Luke has always been the, the biggest question has always been who's the, who's the strongest Skywalker. Right. And like, mm-hmm. in reality, it's supposed to be Anakin. Yep. Um, but Luke, if you go by the, the books and the comics and all that shit, he's insane. Yeah. Like he's insanely powerful. Um, He's insanely powerful. He gets to like a very epic level of, of on the power band, mm-hmm. but they never they never fully acknowledged it anywhere else, mm-hmm. right? And then in eight, when he did the force projection, yeah, across. that is something that is only that has only been done by like a ancient Sith Lord. Yeah, that's the from my from my readings, that was the only known force wielder mm-hmm. in the galaxy at any point in time who could who could make that happen yeah exactly. and that that sith lord was a was a that sith guy was a uh lord of war mm-hmm. and he used it to force project forces and incidents in battle yep so he would make a fleet of three look like a fleet of 12 okay and then he could force project looking like like you know your buddy was getting shot down like got it so he was really just like a meditator who was doing this giant projection and it was just this thing where nobody else was able to do something on that scale. Yeah, but now Luke did it. But then Luke fucking did it, and it was just, holy shit, they actually, yeah. like, yeah, first of cool. all, the fact they used force projection was something that I thought they would never address, because that was just like, oh, it's a video game, like, yeah. like, book lore thing, comic book thing. They took a lot from deep lore. Which was, yes, which yeah. was really cool. They, they they said, no, Luke is going to, we're going to say Luke can hit that level. It was yeah. hard, obviously. You saw how it was stressful for him, but. And he died. He died doing it. <laughs> But at the same time, the fact that they showed him, like, capable of doing that, it yeah. was it was kind of like a tip of the hat to, you all wondered how strong Luke is, here you go. Like, <laughs> this is the level he's gotten uh, to. V-strong. Yes, it's just, <laughs> oh shit, so he's on that level. He's on, yeah. like, a, like, a, like, an old Sith Lord level. Like, that's insane. Yeah. Which was cool. However, however, the thing that was the biggest problem for me about 8 which we don't have to get in the weeds on, but I have to address <laughs> it. It's way too late. We're doing this now. Okay, fine. The thing that ate that like I just couldn't get behind was what they did to Luke as a character. Yeah, exactly. Couldn't agree more. And I love I love the take that oh he's fallible, like he's not a perfect human. That's not no. Yeah, I understand that. Maybe he's not perfect. But to say he's not perfect and to say that he's gonna kill his nephew who's a child is very different than like yeah. you know sometimes he loses his temper. There's very different ranges of how exactly. he's not perfect. Yeah. And the perfect example I saw was Luke swore up and down that Darth Vader still had good in him. Yes. But his nephew had a bad dream and he was gonna kill him in his sleep. And he was willing to die yeah. to try to turn his father back to the light. Yeah. He was willing, he openly acknowledged when both Obi-Wan and Yoda were telling him, don't go to Cloud City. Yeah. Luke, don't go to Bespin. Yeah. It's a trap. They're only torturing them because they know you can feel it in the force and yeah. they're gonna use that against you. And he said, then I'll die for them. Yeah. And they were both like looking at each other, like, I think it was Yoda who said it. Yoda just goes like, 
you will die. <laughs> just openly says it. Just you will die. if you go, you will die. <laughs> yeah. And Luke just says, like, I'm willing to take that chance. Yeah. <laughs> for Han. Yeah, exactly. For Chewie, for Leia. Like, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. Was gonna was just kill like, his child nephew in his sleep. Yes. Was just like, <laughs> oh, he gave. Oh, that's that's some heebie-jeebies. I'm gonna stab him in his sleep. Like that was like the thing that I was just like, that's 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 a wild and crazy, crazy take on a character. Yeah. A guy who's willing to die for his friends and for his father to possibly just see the light because he saw goodness in everybody. Yeah. Was willing to kill his child nephew. Yeah. Because of a bad dream. Wild. I did like just, what that did to the story. Like it was good. I I like what it did for Kylo Ren. Like that's a good origin story for Kylo Ren. Yeah, but you know what it could have they could have done too? They could have just a slow ascension to the dark side. Yeah. Like Anakin. And it yeah. happened to Kylo. And they could have had the same outcome. Yeah. Instead of tarnishing this character and making anyway, him seem like anyway, a sociopath. Anyway, anyway. So that and Endgame <laughs> was a good movie going experience. <laughs> Endgame. But yeah, we we talked about Endgame already. It was just incredible. It was we had no idea what that movie was gonna do, and boy did it do some things. And it was just it was literally ten years worth of payoff, and I think that's all we have to say about it. It was there was such stakes tied to how good that movie did and how much fan service it gave, and it gave <laughs> all of it. I see here's the thing. How how are we judging the feeling? Because the feeling of Force I, Awakens to the feeling of Endgame are very similar mm. but they are slightly different they're like, nuanced yeah because the tears shed in force awakens versus the tears shed in endgame are different tears to me. force awakens was my entire life of fandom like getting a new chapter on screen and like servicing those old things that i've known yes. and loved my okay. entire life yes yes or yes, yes. endgame was 10 years of i'm watching one of these movies three times a year two three times a year and now they're all putting a big bow on it that was more of just like a feat of sequels i guess like there's no other i mean james bond has 25 movies now with the new one coming out but like they they're they all kind of do their own thing but this is hey we're gonna tell one story that takes 23 movies and they're all gonna come out within 10 years and it's gonna have the biggest payoff ending ever and we're gonna have like 60 a-list celebrities in it (laughs) (laughs) and they're all gonna be represented fairly well um and you're gonna love it and it's gonna have like absolute like state-of-the-art cgi best you've ever seen it's gonna have a fun exciting never been told before story it was incredible it was just incredible we've talked about endgame at length on the show so i don't need think we need to do it again but yeah we we don't need to get into the line we don't need to get into it it was just pure fan service i I just wanted to clarify on like the feeling of it though yeah like because I don't know how to compare one over the other. I So I teared up. I was just like sitting there and giddy, tearing up multiple times in Star Wars. I involuntarily stood out of my chair and cheered in Endgame <laughs> when Cap caught the hammer. <laughs> right. I lost control of my body and I was standing and clapping so hard that the palms of my hands hurt. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. It's like, which one had the bigger emotional impact? It's hard to tell. I think Star Wars for me. I think that had like a more rich impact on me. Endgame? Like that was, no, Star Wars was more of like a warm, happy, just, uh, what are the different happy 
elated. chemicals in your brain, like serotonin. Oh, serotonin. Like it gave me more of the serotonin, <laughs> but okay. uh, Endgame gave me more of the adrenaline. <laughs> yeah, you know? that's a good way to put it. I was yeah. going to say, Endgame, like when I think of Endgame, I get jacked up. Yeah, exactly. Like I get pumped when I think of Endgame. Yeah. Force Awakens, I think of like life and love and loss. <laughs> like, I think of, like, Force Awakens is like, oh my God. And uh, Endgame is like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put it. I, I guess I guess the feeling I had from Endgame was that. It, it was kind of just... I wish I could re-experience re all those moments I had. Yeah. Where it was just, what the fuck? I have no idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just, just, just crazy. Like, on the edge of my seat, what is going to happen next? What is happening? Oh my god, I can't believe they did that. I had no idea that was coming. There is one movie that it, it's not up there with the two of them, but it's a, it's it's a movie that gave me very similar intense vibes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fury Road. Yeah. Because that was another. Well, that was even more than a media blackout. I never heard of Fury Road. Yeah. You just decided to go see it. Uh, my girlfriend was like, I want to see this movie called Fury Road. And I said, oh, what's it about? She's like, cars. I was like, I can do that. Okay. <laughs> I was like, is it like Fast and Furious? Cars, she says. <laughs> cars that's about like, it i was like fast and furious style she was like no nah, not like that i was like whatever no, 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 no. i was like i don't care if you want to see it sure let's go we'll see it <laughs> so i strap I, I i don't strap in i'm completely oblivious i just sit down hmm. all right mad max rewrote i saw the poster it was like a desert maybe it's desert racing i don't know let's yeah. see what this is and then the opening scene of just okay whoa that's that's really that sounds really cool. And that, yeah. the scene with the Where's lizard. my blood bag? Yeah. Just <laughs> the first three minutes are just what the fuck? Just <laughs> Yeah, that's a wild in a movie wild theater experience. That's a first experience of never seeing something. And then you go to a movie theater and then you see it and it's just what the fuck is this? And then it's yeah. just Valhalla! Like it's all this shit. <laughs> Shiny and chrome. Uh, yeah, and, and oh my gosh. It's just yeah, it was very good. That was a, see, I knew what I was getting myself into Fury Road because I like saw the trailers. I'm like, yeah, this looks wild, yeah. uh, and I still loved it. You see, I, <laughs> I, I, and the only reason why I know it was so intense was there were seen there were times in the movie where I realized I hadn't released my my the grips. <laughs> yeah, like legit, I did not release the grips. Then I had to just like re, like let my hands yeah loosen up. Because I didn't realize I was just gripping the chair the whole time. <laughs> that movie also, more than any other I can think of, has the highest ratio of, like, action. Like, it's almost like nonstop action. action. Yeah, yes. there's, like, the quiet scene where they, like, meet up with, like, the women at night who ride on, like, the dirt bikes. Yeah. Uh, and then they're, like, riding through, like, the creepy area with the things on stilts or whatever. Which I don't I don't even understand the world that that movie takes place. It's literally supposed to be like a couple dozen years after the apocalypse, Australia. Like that's literally that what that world is supposed to be. But it's bonkers. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. It's insane. It's so cool. Um, and it's just it's and and the thing that I love most is the Junkie XL soundtrack, yes. which is just relentless. Yeah, exactly. Relentless. And then the the way they did the audio for everything. Yep relentless yeah just you like feel the music and the sounds and stuff yeah yeah that movie was so visceral yeah exactly it was i feel like a lot of movies try to be visceral with just like uh uh cosmetics yeah 
oh, look at all this blood. And like, oh, man, like, look how shiny this is. And like, oh, like, it's a, a it's like a flash. Oh, yeah. man, like a lens flare. Like, they try to be super, um, like, visceral with those kind of effects. This just tried to make you feel like you were there. Yeah. <laughs> which it, it was, did. Yeah. It gave me a very primal feeling. Yeah. That's what I mean. It just, it just felt so, like, brutally in your face. Yeah. Real. Like, like it's just, seemingly without trying. Like yeah. It just was that. And I think it's because they almost based it, and I love this about with Tom Hardy there, they didn't try to write it on a guy like Tom Hardy. Yeah. Like, Tom Hardy didn't really speak. Yeah. <laughs> he just went, that's a trap. Bolt clippers. Yeah. <laughs> Bolt cutters. <laughs> like, that's that's really all he said. He didn't really say much. Yeah, exactly. You know, it was, it was about good. Furiosa. Yeah. Which is what I really liked because they they kind of, I mean, you see the poster and it's her, it's her looking over. It makes sense. Yeah. But I didn't know that. So it was cool to see that the main story was about Furiosa. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck is Tom Hardy? He's just this guy who got caught in, who yeah. got like rolled into this whole experience. Yep. Um, <laughs> he basically like got kidnapped and then is like just a part of this. Yeah. And, and just, I don't know. I just ah, thought it so was good. I just thought it was so well done. Do you have any others? Was that your two tied and then the other one? Uh... Yeah. Because I have a TV show. Is there a, like a TV show you wish you could erase and rewatch? For the first time? Yeah. Because I definitely do. Breaking Breaking Bad just had me so on edge. Every episode, the situation gets worse. And Walter White gets smarter at like outwitting the situation. And it, like it was the most tense and on edge a show has ever made me. And every single episode... I was like, like, you're going to, you're going to hate my answer, but keep going. It was like bad for my stress levels. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> I have an answer. Uh, yeah. What's yours? Uh, you're going to hate it. Just say it. Scrubs. Okay. I don't hate it. <laughs> it's just, I felt like when I first saw Scrubs yeah. and I fell into it, I started watching and I binged it. Yeah. I felt as if I was, I was watching like a visual chronology of my life growing mm. up. Like, I felt like I was growing up with the show. I could yeah. see lessons that I w- could learn and things that I've been through and things I didn't experience yet. But I felt like the way the show was ex- explaining it was, yeah. this is life. And it was you're like gonna- a guidebook. Yeah. It was almost like you're going to experience, this is this this show is life. Yeah. And you're going to pick up on it and it, realize that you fit in this yeah. because it's happened to you or it you it's it going to happen to you. Or yeah, it will exactly. happen. And that realization like halfway through the whole show was just oh fuck and that's when you get sucked that's when like you can't escape it yeah because you realize it's it's like this is life yeah and i'm part of this and yes it's funny and quirky but it's sad and and but like it's it's fulfilling but there's lessons in you there's loss and you learn yeah and like it was very genuinely emotional yes yeah yes and just the way yeah, just the way they did it was somehow... You know what it was? It was a um, Flintstone f- fruity vitamin. That's what it was. <laughs> it was something that you need and is vital for you, but it was given to you in such an enjoyable experience. <laughs> that you don't realize that it's so vital for you? Yes. Wow. Can Give me like three lessons that stick out to you. Like three things about that show where you're like, damn... That's one of them. Uh, the first one is uh, Dr. Cox. Yeah. When he loses his friend. 
Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Yeah. That's he the dies. first one I was thinking and of. And he's in denial. Yeah. He's in the hardest denial. And it's not until the end of the episode when you realize that he's been in such hard denial. And then like it, it's not just that one episode. He crashes after that. Yep. And then the lesson, like you see grief hit somebody but more importantly you see how the people who care about this person handle that mm-hmm. you know what i mean because yep. it's not the general like hurrah like come on buddy we'll just go for a walk like you'll be fine like you see them you see them struggle with how yeah we need to make sure he's okay but how do we do it yeah exactly you know what i mean and just like you see the difficulties with that that's one lesson yeah um also with that whole episode the one weird thing i think the number one thing that i took away from scrubs is the way the brendan frazier character brendan frazier's character like takes photos of people do you remember that where he always has a camera and like people are just doing something and he just snaps a photo we have to realize like back in that time frame like that was a thing though yeah, Pe- I know. People I know. were doing that, or with video, re- the, the VCR yeah. recorders. People were but, like doing just that. taking like candid photos. But I remember he would like take photos of people while they were like arguing or something like that. Yeah, or like while like someone would slip and the other person would be laughing and he'd take a photo. And he's like, "Don't take a photo of that." And he's like, "No, that's like a an actual candid event. That's why I take photos of it." And yeah. then like after he passed, they were like looking through all his photos and like how touching they all were and how like heartfelt they were that's how i try to take photos of things of not like all right everybody one two three cheese yeah like here's a snap of everybody a fake emotion. exactly yeah yeah uh, yeah that's i that stuck with me so hard mm-hmm. <laughs> of like when i take my camera out it's just i'm taking pictures of people doing things because that's how i'm gonna remember them if mm-hmm. i don't take a photo but the photo solidifies that anyway second lesson yeah. is uh i i think i remember the song i think it was i forget the guy's name I, I know what it is. It's it's an acoustic song. I believe it was an acoustic hey, yeah. song. No. Um when uh it's later it's later in the show, like mm-hmm. much later. Um and it's the I forget the exact time frame. Zach Braff's character is pretty much pretty much like on the last chance possible mm-hmm. to make something happen with Sarah Chalk's character. Mm-hmm. And then he finds out that she just got proposed to and said yes. They're at the bar. Yep. That scene stuck with me pretty hard because it was this giant buildup of this back and forth and this cat and mouse game of giving into this or not giving into this, giving it a shot or not giving it a shot, wanting to try it or too afraid for it to fail. Mm-hmm. And then finally the opportunity went by and you saw that happen. Yeah. And that happened and it wasn't like this happy anywhere no she says no and then like they're they're together for nope he lost his chance he lost his chance yep and it's over and that was something <laughs> that's that, a lesson <laughs> that stuck with me hardcore where it was because at, at, at like very short after I, I did the exact same mistake with somebody yeah so like i didn't learn it soon enough so but, but not a very good lesson not, but, a, not a lesson easily learned. i mean that after the event after the fact where it happened to you that's what made it stuck yes yeah and that's when I would, um, and rewatching it, I just thought, fuck. Like, <laughs> but like that, that, that was such a real thing, again, of something that happens in life, yeah. right? That's, that happens. And, it's authentic. and it's, it's an authentic moment that happens, uh, and it's either good or bad, but there's no promise of either way. Yep. And that was another thing. And then the final thing is when he leaves. It's like the last episode. Yeah. Like the final episode. Yeah. When he says goodbye, the acknowledgement, like that scene when he's walking through the hallway. And it's everybody who's died. Oh my God. Lining the hallway the entire way out. Yeah. And he's looking and acknowledging each and every one. 
that was a huge i mean that's a big moment as a fan of the show but just this weird pivotal understanding of it's easy to forget the past because the show is put up into episodes where you don't have to think about it Mm -hmm. but when you put the character into that position it's this weird it's this weird uh statement on how we handle the past Mm -hmm. and how we acknowledge it how we keep it with us but it's it's i felt like it was this with this weird sick joke that we forgot about all these people that died in the show but zach brack's character did not like yeah. like the show did not yeah. you know what i mean and it was this weird play on like we got you <laughs> you know what i mean like like we got you we yeah. got you because this is impacting you emotionally because this is all touching because now you're remembering it and we got you because you forgot about them you forgot about the lessons they talked about you forgot <laughs> about the things that they meant you forgot about the impact on the character yeah. you forgot about all these experiences that built to the person that you're seeing leave the show right now yeah like you're forgetting everything but here it is yeah because we didn't forget because you shouldn't forget <laughs> it almost seems like a cheap a cheap emotional grab of like just here's all the dead people it does, but in, if, if you peel back some layers on it, that's how I took it. Yeah. And for me, that's... I could see that way. That's how I felt it when I saw all those. Yeah. It wasn't just like, oh, he's leaving the place where all the people died. It, it was just this bigger thing about... Oh, he's leaving the place where he learned all these lessons and made all these memories. And, and the acceptance and the remembrance and the understanding and the fact that there's, like, despite the fact you're leaving, like, that past is with you. Mm-hmm. And the lessons you've learned are with you. And that was something that... You know, you you don't think about, but then seeing it, I was thinking about all the bullshit I went through in high school and all the dumb shit I did and the immaturity and the emotional stunts I had and just realizing like, I need to, this needs, this is a thing. This is a message (laughs) that I can learn from. So for me, scrubs. Yeah. So you can't do it all on your own. You're no Superman. No. (laughs) No. So for me, scrubs. That's a really good one. Um... Yeah, I think those are those are them for me. But but you know what I want to say, which is really unique. Yeah. Neither of us said it. Uh, well, I mean, I said Halo, but we didn't really say any video games. Yeah, I was thinking of video games, and there's not really one video game where I was like, "Oh my gosh, this was absolutely incredible! I wish I could relive this for the first time." Because mm-hmm. they don't really have that long last. I mean, the first one I thought of was Breath of the Wild because I really? played that for over a hundred hours in a week. Okay. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Because I also, no joke, at our old job that we worked at together, I took the day that game came out, the Switch and Breath of the Wild came out on the same day, March 3rd, 2017, never forget, Um, and then I got sick, (laughs) and it was like a Tuesday or something, so I had to call out Wednesday, and then Thursday, and then Friday, I was like, might as well call out, (laughs) and Friday, so I had like four maybe five days off because i think the next day was like my scheduled day off that week um where i just did nothing but play that game and it was just so cathartic of just like oh this is so good and like i had nothing else to do i was sick i didn't really want to get off the couch i just felt like ugh. and like my body was like ugh. but my brain was like yeah this is good give me more of that <laughs> and that was really good and then like the other one that came to mind was like uncharted 2 was that was just like just a mind-blowingly like rock solid experience of just super f- good fun action Indiana Jones-esque adventure game. I want to talk more about Uncharted after I just say this. Mm-hmm. I would say a game that I act, which is funny, I don't really care for anymore, mm. but at the time I it just it blew me away. 
because I never played a game like it. Yep. Uh, Mass Effect. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like a game that that well done. It was yeah. a well done story. There were exactly impactful decisions. There was a giant universe. There were politics involved. There yep. were social constructs to follow that you could break. Like it was, it was just, just a, such such a good expansive polished yes game. That's what it was. And I remember getting blown away by by how good that game was. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's it's off my radar now. I don't care. But at the time, it was a big thing. Yeah. Speaking of Uncharted, I wanted to get your opinion yeah. on Tom Holland. Oh, yes. All right. So we're done with that topic. Cross that one off. Things that we would want to relive. Um, I don't really know what they're doing. I have Young Nathan Drake. Yeah. So young Nathan Drake, which they've done twice <laughs> in Uncharted 3 and Uncharted 4. Um, but not in movies. Not in movies. They haven't done him at all in movies. That's why they're starting with a young Nathan Drake. Yeah. I have two sets of thoughts. Okay. Three sets of thoughts. <laughs> Maybe four. Four sets of thoughts. <laughs> we'll get there. So, uh, number one, and I'll just kind of sum this up, one up pretty quickly because you could say this exact same conversation for so many movies, especially video game movies. It's crawling its way out of the pits of production hell. Um, where like this movie, they've been trying to make this movie for like a solid five or six years and they're finally doing principal photography for it. Like they're finally shooting this goddamn movie. Um, it's had different writers. It's had different directors. It's had different stars. It's had different scripts. Like almost it's like you slowly replace all the parts on a car and now the the original car is gone. It's mm-hmm. all replacement parts on a car, like the body of the car, all the doors, the mirrors, the engine, the transmission, the tires have all gotten replaced. It's not the same car anymore. It's like bun it's been that long. So any movie like that, I'm just my expectations are like through the bottom of the toilet. Like, this movie can't be good after that. Movies just aren't what good. What if it's J.J. Abrams and Tom Holland? It's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tom Holland, and I don't remember who the director was, but it's, like, no one to be super excited about. Uh, they're doing Young Nathan Drake, which, fine. Uh, that's not really what the games are known for. Like, they could easily <laughs> do an adult Nathan Drake and just do a different story, because they... Be- the timeline doesn't really have any impact on the story of each game in particular. It's just a mid-30s, maybe early 40s in the last game. Indiana Jones-ass guy who's just going to find this treasure that everybody thought was lost and it wasn't real. But he finds this new clue and he partners up with some rich Russian guy who is going to fund the expedition. And then oh, the Russian guy's bad. And then they're racing to find the expedition. And then they find out that it, there's some supernatural twist and it just rinse and repeat. And they're all good <laughs> as long as they have some cool action set pieces and all that stuff. And he's like snarky guy who has witty banter with his witty banter with his old cigar smoking friend Sully, Victor James Sullivan, uh, who's a great, great character as like a big gray Tom Selleck yeah. mustache. That's it. That's all you need. And like Nathan Drake is Nathan Fillion. Like that's one hundred percent. Like it should be him. It should be Nathan Fillion okay, so here- and like I can't off the top of my head think of who a good Sully would be. Um, uh, J.K. Simmons. Like a, a slightly fatter J.K. Simmons would be a good 
uh, like I'm thinking like J Jonah Jameson, but like a, with a little bit less edge is would be like a good Sully. Have you played Uncharted? I have. I don't know. That's what I've... I was going to say Joey Diaz. <laughs> no, Joey Diaz is too... <laughs> no, Joey Diaz is like Italian job of the hut. Like, <laughs> that's not Victor Sullivan. Um, but they're doing young Nathan Drake, which they did. They had a prequel. They had a flashback in Uncharted 3. And then they had like a big prologue in Uncharted 4 where they showed like young teenage right. Nathan Drake. Go ahead. What are you going to say? Here's the twist. Yes. They leaked the photo of Tom Holland as young Nathan Drake. Well, they didn't leak. They, like, showed it. They're like, right. hey, okay. this is okay. the first set photo. They showed it, right. Okay, and wait, 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 I'll, wait. Yep. Yep. What if... Yeah. Their actual intention... No, don't say it. ...is that the first 15 minutes are of a young Nathan Drake, just like they did with Indiana Jones, yeah. where they showed him as a Boy Scout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it just... Bam! Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion, Flash. Uh, that's not how movies work. <laughs> we I mean, know I that. just quoted a movie that ex- did exactly that. <laughs> yeah, but that wasn't like, oh, this is the new Indiana Jones movie. Look at this fucking kid we got. That's it. That's no, but all. that's what that's he's why gonna they're doing be. it. They're doing it to do the no. switcheroonie because they I'm know sorry. they can f- they can get everybody. I biting. love the fantasy world that you live in, but that's not <laughs> what they're doing. <laughs> I would absolutely love that, and I would lose my mind, and it would be incredible. It needs that's to be not Nathan what Fillion. It needs to be Nathan Fillion. It, it has to be Nathan Fillion. It has to be Nathan Fillion. Someone in between J.K. Simmons and Joey Diaz <laughs> for Sully. Uh, and then, like, who would play Elena? Elena would be, like, Kristen Bell, maybe? No. She's too, like, she's too Kristen Bell. Elena has to be, like... She's little, not rugged enough. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe there isn't someone, but... No, there's somebody. I, the I photo looks incredible like they nailed it he looks like a perfect young nathan drake his hair and his build and his clothes and he always he he has like the perfect french tuck in all the games and they nailed it in the the set photo do you know who's playing sully no young victor sullivan not young but like yeah yeah uh, no i don't know ratio that much older than tom holland fucking mocky mock walberg It's playing Victor James Sullivan. And a photo leaked. It didn't get announced. It didn't get released. It got leaked of him with a mustache. And people are like, ew, it's gross. (laughs) Delete it. Take it away. Why did they think that was okay? Yeah, the movie's fucked. This is fucked. It's Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg as young Nathan Drake and younger Victor Sullivan. This is going to be an FX movie's... Oh, straight to FX. Straight to FX movie. It's gonna show. have that Sean Astin looking guy who <sighs> gives you fun facts about the movie before and after every commercial break. They could have done this so well. Yeah, they could have, uh, but they didn't. Now here's the thing. <laughs> are they are they not trying to do the best they can because they're trying why? to make money. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Let's cash in on a name that a, a name a, a proven name in Marky Mark. And we'll pro- and we're gonna splurge on the new hotness, which is Tom Holland. Yeah, it's Spider Man. Spider Man. We're gonna get him. Oh man, every all the girls want to go see this. Yeah. And then, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Whatever. That's it. Versus, we should do. We should give this game series like an honorable attempt. You you just said a word that they've never spoken in this boardroom. <laughs> honorable. <laughs> I think it's a game. They don't give a shit. 
honestly, maybe not even game. Just <laughs> license. You got the license for this Indiana Jones ripoff. Uh, let's do this. That's what they guy. said. We don't want to do a forty-year-old guy. Let's get uh, Spider-Man. That's let's what they make said. Him younger. That's exactly what they said in the boardroom. I bet. Yeah. Right. Like. Yeah. I- well, he's, he's got this older, like, sixty-year-old friend who smokes cigars. Ugh, gross. What do they want me to play? <laughs> Good job, Clink Bourbon. No, let's get someone younger. Was he like twenty years older than the Spider-Man guy? Uh, Marky Mark. He's available. We have his agent's number. There you go. Oh, he needs a mustache. Slap a mustache on him. That's it. But. The photo of Tom Holland looks incredible. <laughs> it looks really, really good. So I, uh, what's like the opposite of cautious, cautiously optimistic? I'm hopefully pessimistic. <laughs> it's going to be bad, but I hope it's good. Or now, cautiously okay, so optimistic question. is I think it's going to be good, but I'm holding my breath. <laughs> here's a question. Do we the people? No. Do the we answer the, is no. Wait, I don't know what the rest of the question is. Do we is. the internet? Yeah. Have the power no. to Sonic this thing. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't think you were going to say to Sonic it. I was going to say, did we, the people of the internet, have the power to change this? I'm like, no, that's only been done with Sonic, and that was a freak accident. <laughs> so, no. We can Sonic this. No, Sonic, they just need to d- d- delete this model, put this model in. We can Sonic this. They just need to draw a new Sonic doing a T-pose and then run it through all the same animations. We can it Sonic this. It was way more complicated We can Sonic that. this. No, we can't. Why can't we? It's already being filmed. So? It's already probably halfway done being filmed. They chopped an entire movie up. What do you mean? They chopped S- an entire movie up. Sonic? No, 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 no. Um, Justice League. Yeah, they so- chopped up an entire movie after it was shot. No, this is going to... It's going to have Suicide to- Squad. I know. They chopped up a whole movie. No, they didn't. <laughs> yes, they did. What are you talking about? They sliced out all this shit of... of, of uh, of Suicide Squad. Oh, all the Joker shit? Yes. Yeah. Well, before it came out, we never, know, like, we don't know what happened with all the Joker shit. But they have the power. Like the yeah. But they have the power. They yeah, have the power. to recast they have Spider-Man the power. to the guy from no, Firefly. No, you don't have to recast it. You just limit his showing to 15 minutes of the movie, and then you have Nathan filling him. You do an homage to what this is, which is what you said, which is an Indiana Jones ripoff. We rip off the same concept from Indiana Jones. Look, here's here he is when he's young, and this is how we got the taste for adventure. Boom, here he is as an adult getting punched in the face on a boat in the middle of the ocean because he was trying to steal the same thing. Like, you just do the exact same one Oh, two. wow, you literally just described Indiana Jones. I'm like, damn, that was actually... Oh, wait, no. <laughs> that's Indiana Jones. I was like, one that's two. a solid pitch. You do a quick one-two. Like, here's why he hates snakes and got a scar on his chin. Yes, exactly. <laughs> one-two. Here's the one-two. Here's the one-two. Just, why not? Yeah, that could no. be perfect. No. That could be perfect. No. And what does Nathan Fillion have to say about this? He probably really wants to be in it. He's, but he's like, oh, yeah, that's fucking Spider-Man. I get it. No. No. Have you seen the Nathan Fillion, like, fan yes. video? It's incredible. It's and that's perfect. all we'll get of Nathan Fillion as Nathan Drake. But he's perfect. Yeah, he is. He's... Sorry, bro. He was born for that role. Yeah. He is born to play that role like Ryan Reynolds was born to play Deadpool. Damn, that is apt. <laughs> here's here's who else, what who I else thought... Played, who else could have played Deadpool like that? No one. It's exactly. Ryan Reynolds. But, uh... What had me hopeful for a good Uncharted movie was the fan movie that was just an, basically Fillion. a Nathan Fillion like here's what we think it could be like and it was incredible which is kind of how Deadpool started which they had filmed that original highway scene of Deadpool where he's like drawing and he was like mm. I wear my red pants so they don't see the blood that I get on me 
look, I drew all the enemies with brown pants on <laughs> uh, and stuff like that. Like, and then he goes and he like chops people up and stuff like that. And it, apparently they showed that around in Hollywood and they're like, no, we don't think it could work. So Ryan Reynolds was like, fuck it. I'll leak it on the internet. And then there'll be an uprising until this movie happens. And that happened, but they filmed this fan thing and they put it on the internet and everyone is like, yeah, this is it. This is what we need. And they're like, mm, Spider-Man though, will get us more money. I bet. <sighs> Spider-Man will cost you more money. Yeah, and get them more no, money it won't. exponentially. It won't. It won't. I don't I mean, think. I don't hope. think Tom Holland's name is strong enough to carry a movie sale. I, I don't think so. Do you do? Yeah. Do you think Chris Chris Hemsworth's name can carry a movie? No. Okay. Why is that? Spider-Man. Look, Spider-Man is the biggest superhero. Whoa! whoa. He is the most How popular. How dare superhero. you say that? He is the so most popular close to RDJ's ending of iron man how dare you no i was res- I, I i respect rdj's ending of iron man spider-man is the most popular hero of all time maybe batman i was gonna say mm. yeah depends on the kid <laughs> yeah it's I, I i'm what's what's the word i'm hopefully pessimistic okay well how about this will this yeah. make you okay so if we're gonna talk about spider-man yeah you heard about you heard what leaked as well about spider-man right uh possibly have you i hope you didn't live action spider-verse okay yeah you did with <laughs> toby andrew um and tom holland and tom holland yeah people have been uploading uh what do you think about that it's oh boy <laughs> this is really cool <laughs> is that a re- is there any credence to that being real it's been rumored by multiple different sources really like that's that- like probably that's, happening that's being discussed or that's been negotiated it's it came seemingly out of nowhere and it's not like a well i mean it possibly came out of uh far from home mentioning the multiverse and then dr strange the multiverse of madness and then wandavision being about the multiverse they're like okay they're and doing, then the spider-man multiverse movie and then the that spider-man into the spider-verse which was hugely popular because we got six different spider folk yeah um john mulaney spider-man yeah john mulaney <laughs> spider ham spider <laughs> <laughs> and nick cage spider-man noir um, yeah yeah that's right oh my god dude that movie is so good do it yourself a so favor good. and watch it on netflix soon. it is it's so incredible good. i agree it's better than you remember um but uh so it's like they're doing the multiverse next that's the next big exciting thing that they're doing that's the next the uh, phase again essentially yeah uh and it's probably going to span multiple movies and shortly after dr strange is the new spider-man and tom holland just started filming so all of these rumors are coming out around the beginning of filming which would make sense because they need to like get these guys' contracts underway. They like if that's what the script is, they need to get Toby Maguire to sign that dotted line to say, "Yeah, you're in this movie." I think Toby was it Toby who said like, "Yeah, I would be down to do it again." To One or both of them said like, "Oh my god, that would be incredible." I'm, I think it was Toby. Yeah, I think it was Toby when they asked him like, "Would you ever be Spider-Man again?" He's like, "Yeah, they wanted me to absolutely, one hundred percent." Yeah, because yeah. what else is he doing? <laughs> He's not doing anything. The last thing I saw him in after Spider-Man was um. The the Ben Stiller, Robert Downey Jr., Jack Black, Vietnam, Tropic Thunder. Yes. He had a bit role in Tropic Thunder. I was going to say, that's funny that he was with RDJ in that yeah. film. Yeah, exactly. Like, no, legit, like, that was, he was the, 
voted the most kissable boy <laughs> by yeah, MTV Awards. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it was him as the, uh, as, as the, uh, like the gay monk. The <laughs> with Kirk Lazarus. Uh, that movie also funnier than you remember. That mo- no, that's what, that's my favorite comedy movie of all time. Really? Tropic Thunder. It's absolutely well, I incredible. I can't get over how funny that movie really, like, I still lose my fucking mind when RDJ shows up and he's speaking like what is it Vietnamese or Cantonese whatever the fuck <laughs> yeah. it is and and very loudly and aggressively and the <laughs> subtitles are hilarious yes so <laughs> funny in the way he's saying it it's just that movie slaps dude that movie is so, so and also funny. Jack Black is perfect oh my god another like type of role we've never seen him do like and he's he nutcase heroin addict in the middle of the jungle perfect like nobody else could have done that role and nobody else could have killed it the way he did yeah anyway 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 anyway, uncharted 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 i mean or uh multiverse spider-man no no no, oh the uh imdb listings are leaking uh, in air quotes, but people are just putting up fake listing of the cast for Doctor Strange Multiverse is like Benedict Cumberbatch, Elizabeth Olsen, which we already knew Scarlet Witch was going to be in it. Um, uh, who is like other other MCU characters and then Ryan Reynolds and Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. And people are like, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, it's, it's probably fake and it's probably just fans uploading it. Cause that would but be imagine. Cool. Yeah. Uh, but man, it was like just seeing that, like even if it's fake and it was the um, Vince McMahon gif of like the, okay, okay. Uh, And then like the Ryan Reynolds was like, (gasps) and then Toby McGuire and Andrew Andrew Garfield was like, and he like falls back in his chair. (laughs) Yeah. Here's a better question. Should I go for a media blackout for the next phase of the MCU? I keep doing it. Yeah. Why not? I think I should for all of them. Because there's no more, like, Avenger buildups right now that we know of. Not for now. No, not for a while, too. Um, like, we don't even know what the next team-up movie is going to be. If there's, they're if they're even going to do it. Yeah, they might not even try to replicate that. They might just say, like, that was a thing. Lightning won't strike that, twice. Yeah, that was lightning in a bottle. Let's not waste the money on... Let's yeah. not blow a budget on that. I think they're going to do, like, smaller team-ups. Like, they're going to do, um, like, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is Doctor yeah. Strange and Scarlet Witch. And they're just going to keep doing that. I heard the... Uh, the MMA guy finished his filming. Really? Yeah. Shang-Chi? Yeah. Interesting. I'm going to keep calling him MMA guy. Sure, yeah. That's, that's all he is. He's an MMA are you, guy. You're referring to the character, right? As yes. MMA guy? Yes. He just mastered every form of martial arts. He's an MMA guy. <laughs> He's mixing the martial arts. Um, he fights with mixed martial arts. Yeah. He's the MMA guy. I think last uh, subject... and. Just for the sake of crossing this one off the list, because you won't let me. Okay. <laughs> until we talk about it, is my mac and cheese dinner yes. review that my mom made me. <laughs> I don't even remember why you were like so into me talking about this. Like two or three episodes ago, you're like, got any plans for the weekend? I'm like, yeah, girlfriend and I are going over to my parents. Oh, cool. What are you doing? Uh, I'm making dinner. What are you having for dinner? Oh, my mom's making her homemade mac and cheese. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah, she makes it like this. And you're like, oh, you need to review that on the episode. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, it's my childhood mac and cheese dinner. Like, well, there's a lot to be said about mac and cheese. Um, she uses, I don't even know what the type of noodle. Shells? And it's not shells. It's like elbow, but like one spiral. 
It's a tube. Oh, it's a tube that spirals. I know once. about these. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. It's basically. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, it's like a long elbow. It's okay. literally like two elbows okay. put together. Okay. Now, 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 question. Yeah, yeah. Does she just serve it from the pot all mixed up or does she bake it? <laughs> oh, Dubs. <laughs> you silly boy. Um, this is why we need to talk about she, it. She cooks the macaroni. Okay. She gets the macaroni ready. She boils it. She boils it. Okay. In water. Water or salt water? Oh, heavy salt water. <laughs> <laughs> like, Back to the blood pressure talk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, Dubs, <laughs> we were working out today and Dubs asked me, or I asked Dubs, how do I get my blood pressure lower? Salt? And I just laughed. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's heavy salt water, which is the way you're supposed to do it. Yes. Like every recipe is like... Put a bunch of salt in there and then put more. And yeah, that's, salt it. That's salt it in salt butter. Yeah. Put in your yeah. water. Yeah, exactly. So puts that in there. Butter, uh, when she like strains it and puts it back in the bo- butter to like basically lube it all up. Um, she makes the cheese sauce, which is like uh, whole milk, milk, uh, whole milk, bunch of cheeses. What I kind of cheese? Like five cheeses. I don't know. And I should know. Oh my God. That's like one of the key things here sharp cheddar extra sharp cheddar she did i think i want to say parmesan wait what kind of cheddar white i don't know white cheddar yes white cheddar okay all white cheeses this is like a white macaroni oh yeah see that's a huge thing okay so white cheddar yeah this is yeah the in yeah a bunch of cheeses i don't know i remember her saying extremely sharp white cheddar um some parmesan provolone Um, i don't think so provolone huh Gruyere? No. Keep going. Um, I don't think mozzarella because that would be too stringy. That'd be it's too thick. Yeah, it doesn't that doesn't dissolve. It doesn't melt. Yeah. Um, white Jack. Jack. Oh, Jack. She put Colby Jack. Jack. Yeah, Colby Jack. And I want to say like one or two other ones, but doesn't matter. A bunch of cheese melts it, gets it creamy, saucy. Puts the mac and cheese in a um, a oh my god, my mouth is watering so hard. <laughs> uh, like a uh, casserole dish, like a not, uh, not glass, but like clay stone, big stoneware pot, a circle, uh, rectangle, rounded rectangle, tall walls. So like a high wall casserole dish. Yeah. I, is that a casserole dish? It can be. Yeah. Like a stone casserole dish. Big boy. Like how big is that? Big. They're like uh, 12 by 18 inches. Not good with numbers. At least. <laughs> <laughs> this this big the size of a textbook when it's open okay <laughs> that big okay um but tall like three four inch tall walls okay filled there she makes too much mac and cheese every time she puts the sauce in first or the pasta pasta sauce all around pours all the sauce in there it's like before she like mixes it she mixes it with a spoon after but before she mixes it you can't see the macaroni it's just a wall of cheese <laughs> it's a, a layer of cheese and then she mixes it all together goops it all up and then oh, let me tell you what she does panko bread like a lot of panko bread panko bread crumbs okay. yeah so it, japanese okay yep until you can't really see the cheese anymore it's just a layer of panko all right so asian and influence then, and then she lets that sit for a little while get a little soggy a little soggy because that she's going for like a crust on top and she lets it cook until it's like like dark brown almost charred um it makes like a really good crust here's what she does for like that bite the little she takes oh my god my mouth uh handfuls of lay's potato chips and just crushes them in her hands and sprinkles it along so the the little the chippy crispy that you get on top is 
like crunched Lay's potato chips. Just In normal Lay's Lay's yellow bag, yellow potato chips, crunched, thin, crispy, salty layer on top. Incredible. Uh, and then just you'd scoop that with a ladle, not a ladle, but like a big serving yeah, spoon. Yeah. Plop it right onto your plate. She made uh, green beans sauteed in uh, basically garlic butter salt. Oh my gosh, incredible. The amount of salt that you're listing. A lot of in salt. This, the sodium in Got this. High blood pressure. I get dizzy when we do squats. 5G sodium. Yeah. <laughs> heavy sodium water for yep. the pasta. You yep. have sodium chips. You yeah. have sodium green sodium beans. Sodium chips. <laughs> this is essentially what you could call them. Sodium chips. Yeah. You, you have sodium green beans. It's a very, it's a rare dinner. And it's like a special occasion dinner. She also usually puts cubed ham in it. Um, but my girlfriend and I are trying oh. to eat more, yeah, more or less vegetarian. That's a great way to get rid of leftover honey baked ham. Always the leftover. holidays. Always leftover. That's yeah. so. It's usually like we have mac and cheese one or two times the week after Easter. Does she? Does she? So here's what I like to do with extra extra uh, honey baked ham from the holidays. Yeah, yeah. I like to dice it up and I like to get it charred in the pan. Ooh, yeah. Because I like I like it to get all crispy, so it's not yeah. soft. Yeah. And then I mix it with shit. Okay, mac like and cheese, rice and eggs. Okay, yeah, 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 slop. Yeah, slop. Um, yeah, throw it in some uh, mac and cheese next time. You could just do craft. Pop it in some craft. Delicious. Well, this is where I was going to get to. Like, I'm surprised you didn't say American. There may be American in there. I'm not sure. American cheese? Yeah, I don't know. That's the goopiest and meltiest of cheeses because it's not cheese. It's it's chemical it's a byproduct. <laughs> chemical byproduct. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, she made that. It was great. Um, it was a little... Uh, like dry, like a little like the cheese stuck. is dry. No, it like stuck together. Like when you put the spoon in it, it like cut. You like cut a square. So it's not wet. No, it's not wet. You don't plop the mac and cheese. You're like putting like it's supposed to plop more or less. Like you're the spoon's supposed to go in, and the mac and cheese is supposed to part around the spoon, and then you pick up a big wet slop of. Mac it's supposed and cheese. to be that. It's supposed to be that. This one, I don't know what she did. She said I think she overcooked it maybe a little bit, or she didn't do enough cheese sauce, but. It was you're kind of putting like a, almost like a gelatinous cube of mac and cheese on your plate, which it wasn't like a cube, right? But, but I, was, I, know, I know what you mean. So here's my question: When you have that, you have full, you take full advantage of the cheese because none of that cheese is wasted into into glop. No, it doesn't sit on the. plate. You don't have gloppy cheese. Yeah. yeah. When you have the wet version of that, mm-hmm. you actually lose out on some cheese because it's gloppy. Yeah. Got to get some bread to mop up that cheese. So here's your question. Yeah. A, what kind of bread do you use? And B, do you eat this with a spoon or a fork? Uh, This is a fork meal. Even when it's gloppy? Yeah. Ideally, it's just a tad gloppy. You just have a little bit of glop. Oh, and actually, here's what I do. I I stab a green bean so the four fork prongs go in... Oh, my gosh. One green bean. (laughs) And I create like a green bean squeegee. And I mop up the cheese with the green bean. It's like a green bean Zamboni. <laughs> and then I get a really cheesy green bean. Uh, and I pop that bad boy in my mouth. Hmm. Um, but then, so let me tell you about this. It was it was really good. I want to say seven and a half out of ten, this mac and cheese. It's usually like an eight and a half, seven nine. Seven and a half out of a ten? It wasn't her best uh, batch. And she's aware of that. And I was aware of that. I'm like, hey, this is delicious. Thank you so much. This was like always like constructive criticism. Like it can, <laughs> it could be like seven and a half. You know, we could we could pick it up next time. You know, what I mean? it was a little dry. 
that was it areas of opportunity yeah dry isn't even the right word it was just like a little solidified almost i was gonna say solid yeah it's a little solid yeah exactly uh she sent us home with way too much like chinese takeout container like the rectangle chinese takeout they get like the general so yeah uh two of those packed (laughs) like solid cubic rectangles right filled with those um girlfriend uh cooked them up the next day put them in a pot put some milk in there uh, got them kind of going again, separated them, let the cheese melt back into the milk with the macaroni all swimming around, dancing around in there. Got it real goopy, put it in a glass casserole dish, put a, a new layer of panko on top because the panko had all swam around in there. There's now panko dispersed throughout with the chips, the sodium flakes. Um, <laughs> put a new layer of panko on top, put more cheese in there too when she was boiling it. Um, I forget what again, but uh, pepper jack actually was one of them. So, oh, so it was like, like a nice spice. Yeah, Ooh, I was, was thinking about that. I was really like going to ask about really that. Really good, really good. That's ever been done. Uh, got it goopy again, put it in the castle dish, new layer of panko on, cooked that like nine and a half out of ten. Incredible. It was so, I like could not believe that she made leftovers so much better than the original batch. Wow. It was incredible. I hope and your mommy don't listen to this show. I hope she doesn't. Mom, I love you very much. <laughs> but like, let's work with Marina next time. Uh, <laughs> I put the truff you gave me on it and it was hot incredible. Truff? I actually brought the truff, hot truff, to my parents because oh I wanted my dad to try it and I was like, oh my God, truffle hot sauce on mac and cheese is going to be great. It was incredible. It was incredible. And then actually I told you I got not hot truff, not hot regular truff. hot truff yeah. and I put the regular truff on the the leftover mac and cheese, which was better than the original with not as much spice, just more flavor. We well, had some pepper jack there for heat too. Incredible. It was so good. It was like, like t- so far top three meals I've had with the girlfriend so far. It's so good. Really? Yeah, it was incredible. So, original feast, seven and a half out of ten. Leftover, somehow made it better feast, nine and a half out of ten. How many lactate pills do you take for this? Uh, that one was a solid four at least. And then if I started to feel grumbly before I was even done, I would bang down like two more. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You can't take too many of those. It's just an enzyme that helps break down. I know. It's just it's lactose. just insane. You have to overload those enzymes because oh yeah, because so it that would ruin my day. <laughs> like I would be out of commission for the rest of the day if I took none. <sighs> like it would be. How many do you take for pizza? Uh, sometimes none, maybe two. If I want to like protect myself, pizza doesn't really get me. It gets me gassy. I get gassy with pizza, so if Same. I just don't want like uh, like rumbles, yeah. I'll take two, and I, I feel gassy. fine. I get gassy with pizza too. But that, <laughs> at that point, it was like seven cheese macaroni. <laughs> I would have died. Also with butter, butter seems to be getting and me. milk. Yeah, and milk. <laughs> yeah, milk based cheese sauce. Yeah, milk based seven cheese sauce reheated with more milk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, it would have killed me. Oh boy, it was it was good. So anyway, cross that one off the list. I am very interested in what... I've never made mac and cheese before. Oh, you gotta do it. Gotta do it. I've never done it. Uh, Binging with Babish has... Or Basics with Babish has a really good uh, tutorial. It's very similar to my mom's. He does I, panko on top, too. I was gonna say, I'm, I'm surprised about the panko. I wonder if it's because it's lighter. No, you just gotta get it. Well, well lighter you, than you what? Have, you have normal Italian breadcrumbs, and then you have panko. Panko's the Japanese style. It's lighter and it's crispier. Yeah, there's well, that's what I mean. But I feel yeah. like the Italian seasonings would go better with the eh, cheese. It may be. Panko. 
You know what I mean? I, I love the panga. It just has a nice, like, crispy crunchity to it. Um, yeah, it's really good. Where Italian breadcrumbs is more of like a, not a crunch, but more of like a schmunch. Sh- sh- like when you bite it, it's like a schmunch. Where panko is like, sha, sha, sha. Where Italian breadcrumbs is like, you know? Uh, <laughs> I'll be honest. I've had more panko than Italian recently. Yeah. Just because my Costco carries panko over Italian. I don't know why. I, I prefer panko. Also has like a lighter it's flavor. definitely lighter. It's yeah. definitely lighter. I feel like it's more airy. Yeah, exactly. Panko's yeah, yeah, yeah. more airy. That's, compared that's to the Italian. difference. Where the Italian is like, heavy. it's really small bits, but it's heavy. It's dense. It's heavy. It's dense. Yeah, exactly. It's very panko dense. is like like air puffed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's like air puffed. It's yeah. Like air puffed. Yeah. Really good. So I wonder about, so here's my question. Why does it have to be elbow based and you can't use like penne? Because uh, penne sucks. Whoa. <laughs> I hate penne. You hate penne? Yeah, I just don't like it. I can only get like two or three. It's on a so fork. chewy. Yeah. You stab it and you get chewy. Do you eat pasta al dente? No. What? I eat pasta whatever the opposite of al dente is. Mushy. Like dente. You eat pa- you eat mushy pasta. Mushy. You eat that's disgusting. Well that's disgusting. Do you eat wet bread too? Love it. That's disgusting. <laughs> dunk dunk dunk. <laughs> dunk it right in the water. <laughs> gross i i dude i love al dente pasta so much i will stop cooking it right before it's al dente because i want chewy pasta pick pasta out of your molars i want chewy pasta do you get pasta in your molars i I i've had yes gross i love chewy pasta gross you know why it's also better when you do a large batch of pasta that's not fully al dente when you reheat it it's al dente Uh, gross Why do you like mushy pasta? Because it's delicious. I don't know. I just it's like you want to drink it. Is that what it is? You oh, want to drink God. it? Through if a... they made drinkable pasta, I would be down. Fuck the people off. behind Danimals drinkables. That's disgusting. If they made drinkable mac and cheese, that's disgusting. Sign me up. That's disgusting. I still haven't made spaghetti and cheese. Have I told you about this dream of mine? Spaghetti, like like you know how you make craft mac and cheese, and you yes. make the pasta, and then you put it in the strainer, and then you put the butter and the milk in the pot, and you melt it, and then you put the cheese in there, and you make the cheese sauce, and then you put the pasta back in the cheese sauce. You make mix it you make together. powder sauce, yes. You make powder sauce, it's not real the sauce. Bright orange, fake bright sauce. orange powder sauce. I want to do that exact same process, but instead of macaroni, spaghetti. <laughs> so I'm gonna make Why? spaghetti, rinse the spaghetti, make orange fake cheese sauce. You know why? Put you, the spaghetti. You know why it's it. not gonna work? Why? Because you're more pasta volume with spaghetti and it's the surface area. Just the literal volume of pasta. The flavor of pasta is going to be stronger mm. than the cheese. I'm still going to do it and I'll report my findings. Yeah, I want to know. I want to. You know what? I'm surprised to hear there was no uh, black pepper in the mac and cheese. Yeah. Oh, well, we seasoned it. Oh, you did. Okay, I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know you did that. I thought oh, it was yeah. just. I thought it was just salt and then more salt cheese and I, then more I salt chips. I think she put black pepper in it making okay. it and i mean i'm skipping a few steps from the recipe for sure but you don't like al dente pasta no i grew up on, I, I, I grew up on al dente pasta with with olive oil as a meal like that was it mm. that's all you need i prefer like the like directions cooked pasta like in between al dente and mushy like whatever that's called just like i guess perfectly cooked pasta i like it the way it's supposed al dente is like oh god i can't believe you like penne and al dente yes oh like chewy 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 god 
Do you Why like don't you like crunchy chewy? pasta? <coughs> With chewy pasta, you get more texture and flavor for longer periods of time compared to mush where you're just slurping it down. Yeah, I'm a slurpy boy. No, no, you got you got to chew it. No. You have to fully masticate it. You have to fully just enjoy every bite of it. No. And you get that when it's al dente. Listen, this episode is about to hit an hour and 40. And I could talk about how you're wrong about al dente pasta for hours. So maybe that should be our next episode. We'll do that next episode. Put it in the list. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>